Welcome to the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. Sheffield is a city in South Yorkshire, United Kingdom. This podcast features conversational interviews with owners or managers of a unique selection of businesses, charities, and other enterprises in Sheffield. This podcast is brought to you by Excel City Apartments, a brand founded in Sheffield that provides business travelers and leisure visitors with fully furnished, safe, and comfortable self-catering accommodation when they're in Sheffield or visiting the nearby Peak District National Park. And now, let's meet today's guest. Hello, and welcome to the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. I'm Veronica Brooms, your podcast host, and in this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with two representatives of the local charity Nomad Opening Doors. With me are Steve Rundell, the Chief Executive Officer, and Laura Baker, who is the Fundraising and Communication Coordinator. Welcome, Steve and Laura. Thanks for having us, Veronica. So let's get the conversation started. Do introduce yourselves to Steve and Laura and tell us about the charity Nomad, as well as your respective roles there. It is your opportunity to give us a glimpse into your work with Nomad. Shall I go first? Absolutely. Hi, thanks, Veronica. Yeah, my name's Steve, Steve Rundell. As you said, I'm the CEO here at Nomad. To give it its full title, it's called Nomad Opening Doors. I've been in existence as an organization for just over 30 years, close on 32 years now. I joined the organization just about a year ago. I think my anniversary is actually next week. So on the 5th of May, I will have been here for one full year. You asked what my role is in the charity as CEO. That's actually quite a tricky question to answer, really. I'd say that I, I spend most of my time making sure that the environment and the way in which we operate, the policies and procedures that are in place and so on, are suitable so that everybody can successfully perform their function, which is, of course, housing people. Housing people who are suffering, if I can use that word, it's a bit of an odd one to use, but I'll use it anyway, who are suffering from homelessness really is to raise awareness of Nomad's work in Sheffield, to make more people aware of the groundbreaking work that we're doing in providing housing to people facing homelessness, and also to raise funds from various different institutions, businesses, community groups, and foundations, so that we can continue to support people facing homelessness in our city. Thank you very much for those, sharing those insights. And so, in essence, who are the main users of the service of Nomad? And in what ways is your charity helping individuals using your service to improve their lives? Well, I would say that the people that we work with are, are what we would refer to as hidden homeless. And hidden homelessness is really a hidden crisis here in England and in the UK. In 2019, there were actually 280,000 people affected by hidden homelessness. People who spent their nights sofa surfing, sleeping in cars, staying in B&Bs or hostels or other unstable temporary accommodation. And it's this which defines the hidden homelessness as opposed to what people think of as perhaps street homelessness. This crisis has a devastating impact on the mental health and the personal safety of those people affected. Yeah, I, I, just to add to what, to what Laura's saying there, 
I think the media has created an image of homelessness as being rough sleepers that we we see rough sleeping is a real crisis. But it's in many ways, it's just the tip of the iceberg, as Laura mentions. The hidden homeless amount for the vast majority of those people in the country who are you know, they're working. When, when you see them going to work or coming from work, they seem just the same as you or, or me. The only significant difference is that they have no home to go to. They're going to somebody else's home. And of course, that's a very unstable situation that can't really go on for too long because they're, they're existing at the whim of friends and family. And one of the problems that we've faced over the past 12 to 15 months is that many of those people who were sofa surfing or staying with relatives and sleeping on relatives' couches and so on were suddenly asked to leave as lockdown came about, the first and second lockdowns came about. They were asked to leave because... People were self-isolating. People felt nervous having more than necessary or that than guidelines suggested and the like to be able to uh, support the work that we're doing and offer that wraparound service. Now, this is a follow-up question. In essence, what I'd like to find out is, in addition to staff and volunteers and donors to the charity, who else would be the main stakeholders or groups that are integral to the work of Nomad? In terms of, you know, the support that that we're offering clients with a dedicated housing officer, and that housing officer is really there to assess their individual needs. And we tailor our program of support really to what our client needs from us. And part of that service as well is is to pair our clients, uh, our asset coach. And the asset coach is there to help them realize their ambitions, their goals, and and to achieve opportunities in, in education, in volunteering, in employment, something beyond just the next possible available job. We help a lot of our clients to, to retrain and to gain new skills. One other, one other thing which, uh, which I find, well, one other aspect of our work, which is um, uh, uh, we're working with landlords to try and dispel this myth about homeless people. This myth, which has been perpetrated by, by and perpetuated by the media. And of course, it's often very difficult to persuade private sector but generally speaking, they're just like me, you, uh, the landlords themselves. Many of them have degrees. Many of them finish school happily. Like anybody else, they're people who happen to be homeless. But the most important thing is that they're people first and they're homeless second. And we're doing quite a good job. I mean, not me personally, but uh, the, the housing officers and the rest of the staff. So hopefully we'll be able to change more attitudes. And what would you consider to be the most significant achievement or impact that Nomad has had over the years in helping the client group that you work with? Are there any memorable moments that you'd like to share? Yes, indeed, we can. As you can imagine, we're a relatively small organization, a small organization which I believe punches above its weight. And I think part of the process which enables us to punch above our weight is the fact that we've, we've developed over the years, over the past 30 years that we've been in existence, we've developed some excellent partnerships with our other agencies within the city and beyond. Some of the most notable partnerships are exactly as you'd expect, partnerships with Sheffield City Council, with local housing associations. There's one called South Yorkshire Housing Association that we do a great deal of partner work with. But then there are like-minded agencies and sister agencies, such as Shelter, and uh, one or two national agencies like DePaul and Roundabout, and some other smaller housing agencies, and some support agencies and so on within the city, which we, we partner with and have been working very closely with for some time. There are some specialist agencies as well. There's one called Assist, 
which is quite an important organization. So there's a group of people who are known as those with no recourse to public funds. In other words, they can't claim any kind of benefit. And usually, not always, but usually they're not allowed to work either. They're left wandering until they can leave the country, if, if indeed that's what they do. So an agency called ASSIST steps in. It's a Sheffield-based agency. So, I mean, I know we're talking about hidden gems. I think there are, there are many hidden gems in terms of organizations similar of Sheffield being a sanctuary for those people who need that, that sort of service. And interestingly, not only do we support their work and they ours, but we have one of their trustees working for us. And I, I myself was a trustee of the City of Sanctuary some years ago, so know their work reasonably well. So there, there's a whole raft of organisations working with individuals, not simply in the field of housing, but in the field of uh, support and mental health support and so on. There's a whole raft, as I say, of organisations that we work very, very closely with, and that's, that's just a few of them. Yeah, I think Steve's really hit the nail on the head there. You know, we as, as, as a country really pride ourselves on, you know, the different backgrounds of so many of our citizens. You know, an oft-quoted line is one by the Queen in one of her recent speeches, our strength is in our diversity. And we're all very proud of that. But I think that what people don't realise is that sometimes there can be a slight gap between somebody seeking asylum in the UK, being granted refugee status mm, and, and becoming the productive member of society, which we know, you know, many people who, who have you know, granted asylum and refugees and, and immigrants to this country do become, myself included, I'd like, you know, I like to add. But for some people, there can be a gap. And we are in a position where we are able to offer a really specialised and dedicated service through experience that helps refugees get onto their, you know, get back on their feet, find long-term accommodation and, and employment in a way that we're nomad not here to support them. They could fall through the gaps and people may be, become street homeless, but that's not what most people want to do. Most people come here seeking a better life and all they want is a home and a home is exactly what nomad are able to provide. Yeah. Thank you, Laura and Steve. This actually leads neatly into a question I had, which you've answered in part. And this is about what you've had to make as an organization over the past year in terms of supporting your service users. Well, Nomad are really proud to have been supporting those at risk of homelessness in Sheffield for the last 30 years. We feel that this demonstrates you know, our dedication to, to this cause and also you know, belies the breadth of knowledge that we now have as a charity working to prevent homelessness. We have learned a lot in those 30 years and it all goes into our services every day. Just to throw some really big numbers into the mix, because these are some things that I'm very proud of, you know, Nomad opening doors currently have 46 beds under our management. We support 60 people each year to transition out of homelessness, often permanently. That equates to 16,790 nights of accommodation each year and over 500,000 in the course of our history I think those those figures that Laura's come up with there are actually mind-boggling when you think about them. I've not seen those figures. I've not done those calculations until t today, just before uh, we started this conversation. But they are staggering. So 
as an entity, just as a, an agency, has managed to perpetuate its existence and carry on doing such good work over the past 30 years. I think that's something to be very, very proud of. And it probably reflects upon the people of Sheffield. And as a follow-up question, what would you say is special about Sheffield that makes it the ideal place for your charity? Well, yes, I think from my point of view, from a very personal point of view, I moved up from London to Sheffield and the difference is just astounding. Just the concept of walking down the street in the morning to the bus stop or walking down to the shop and every single person I pass says hello to me, which is really lovely. I, I never see them again. I've never seen them before, but they, they all say hello and I say hello back and half of them say terrible weather, isn't, isn't it? And a up and stuff. I, I love all that stuff. But I think that really reflects something a bit deeper about the people of Sheffield and the people of South Yorkshire, which is, as I said, the people of Sheffield aren't afraid to admit that their city and their lives aren't perfect. And will you help? Will you do something for us? Whether that's, you know, giving us five pounds or whether that's volunteering for the organisation. And I think generally speaking, the people of Sheffield are happy to step up and say, yes, we will do something to help. Yeah. And I find that wonderful. I was going to say almost the exact same thing, actually. Again, you know, as, as someone who comes to Sheffield as an adopted city and somebody who's been working in fundraising for the last seven years in Sheffield, I think it's fair to say that the people of Sheffield really take their charities to their heart. Mm. They care about the charities in this city. They want them to do well. And Sheffield might not be the richest city in the country, we might not even be the richest gem in Sheffield, in, in, in Yorkshire. But I really think that the people of Sheffield are the most generous. They're generous with their time. Yeah. They're generous with their breadth of feeling. And they're generous with their donations. And I, I know from experience that the people of Sheffield believe in the work that their local charities are doing and want us to do well. Now, we're recording this at the end of April 2021, when a time when the country is emerging from lockdown three because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So my next question actually has two parts. One, what would you say are some of the plans that you have for the charity over the next few months and beyond? And the second part to that question is, what changes have you had to make over the past year or so in order to deliver the services of Nomad? Please. Well, I think let's let's start with your second question. Let's start by looking back and we can end the podcast with looking forward to a, to a brighter future, I think. I mean, for, for us as an organization, as a charity, as a service provider, this last year has been incredibly difficult as it has for so many of us. But Nomad have worked incredibly hard to ensure that there's been no reduction in support to our service users. And that's been really key for us. You know, no one has been furloughed over the last 12 months. If anything, as an organization, we've grown, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and, and Steve and myself coming on board in the midst of all of this is, has really demonstrated that, you know, we've all been working full time. And we've really worked very hard to ensure that our clients are supported throughout this very difficult year. And I know you know a lot more about the ins and outs of, of what we've done because it's been so much of your time this year. It really has. It's taken up. We were estimating, actually, myself and a couple of other members of the senior management team were estimating how much time it's taken, paying attention to co ever-changing COVID-19 guidelines and so on, making sure that we had the right PPE in the right places, answering queries and questions from staff and so on. And 
it was time well spent because it was worth it to keep the organization fully open and fully engaged with all of the the clients out there who so so need our service. And we did that. as, As Laura said, we kept everything running and that was normal enough so that our clients didn't suffer in the slightest. And we were still able to deal with new referrals. We were still able to house people. And interestingly, last year, our occupancy rate of uh, the training flats throughout 2020-21 was 99.3%, which is actually quite staggering. We had six nights with an empty bed in the entire year. Amazing, really. Yeah. Amazing, yes. So last year, despite everything in the midst of the pandemic, we decided we are able to, to manage properties on behalf of landlords. We're able to guarantee rental payments for those properties, for those landlords. And we're able to provide often a reduced costing service to, to perhaps some of the more mainstream lettings agencies. So we have no fees for, for new renters in the midst of tenancy. We have no end of tenancy fees, no inspection or uh, inventory fees. So we're providing an excellent service for our landlord partners. At the same time, this enables us to ensure the accommodation for our tenants where they are living is maintained to a high standard, that it is always affordable to the level for those claiming housing benefit. And we hope to continue to, to grow our landlord partnerships and increase the number of properties that we are managing because we, ha- we do have a waiting list. We do have people looking for accommodation right now. We are looking for landlords and property investors who want to do something positive with their investment, you know, positive with their money and get the best value for money, which was you know, why we want landlords to choose Four Trees Lettings. Mm, indeed. And I'll, I'll add something else into those mix in terms of uh, future plans. I'm also very interested Uh, something again, which has already started to developing a donor database, a group of trying to develop a a database of people, like-minded people within Sheffield who have a vested interest in their city, have a vested interest therefore in Nomad and want to be involved perhaps as volunteers, perhaps just in terms of receiving a newsletter, but ultimately in terms of also donating to the charity on a regular basis. That might be through a much more holistic approach to fundraising so that we can not only not only so that we can become more sustainable in the future with a hidden gem and rather than a very open revealed gem across the city. Yeah, I think if I may finish on that, I think a lot of people wonder if the loose change that they give to somebody in the street can make an enormous difference to our work and help us to end homelessness for 60 people each year. Just 16 pence a day is loose change, but it can be absolutely life changing. And before we end this conversation, how can listeners get in touch with Nomad, another of Sheffield's hidden gems? Do tell us how best to contact you. You can visit us at nomadsheffield.co.uk. On there, you can find the details for our mailing list, which Steve mentioned, as well as our other contact details. You can also just pick up the phone anytime. And this goes both for donors, for, for property investors, but also for anyone out there who is facing homelessness. If Absolutely. you're sofa surfing right now, if you're not sure where else to turn, just call us directly. There's no need to go through a referral agency. You can call us yourselves. Thank you very much, Steve and Laura. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you and to hear you share the incredible insights into the work of your charity, Nomad Opening Doors, the remarkable ways in which your charity contributes to improving the lives of individuals who are 
dealing with the trauma associated with homelessness. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. Thank you for listening to the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Excel City Apartments, a brand founded in Sheffield that provides fully furnished self-catering accommodation for business and leisure visitors to the city and the nearby Peak District National Park. We also accommodate families relocating to Sheffield City region. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do listen to other episodes by following our podcast on this platform. Or you can find us on Twitter at XL Property P, that's the letter P. And on LinkedIn, the business page is XL City Apartments. Until the next time, ta-ra.